So oh, you have a question. I'm really glad you talked. I'm glad to see you. <laughs> me too, me too, very much. Um, so basically it's um, um, when I meditate and I do your uh, Anapanasati uh, method, um, often what I, I am in a state in which I'm very calm, but I'm not particularly joyful. And it's very difficult for me when I am uh, in that state to actually try to rouse uh, like pity, joy. So what should I do? It's not to be allowed. Okay. It's that you talk yourself into it. Mm -hmm. Just like you spent your whole life talking yourself into feeling bad. And you continue to talk yourself into feeling bad. Like how do I bring the pity is a thought that is not pity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that you try hard, you work hard, you can hear the language that you use and you can hear the language of the loser in that <laughs> the language of the victim, mm -hmm. the language of wanting something that you don't have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's your typical Western meditation student. That's good. It's good to know that I'm a Western meditation student. Everybody, you know, is like that. If you speak English, if if, <laughs> if you're not Thai, for me, you're Western. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I am. I am. I am. So uh, this is the, this is the situation for everyone. Mm -hmm. And that the number one important thing is, is that you've got to have some skin in the game. That's a new word that I, the student used that and I says, hey, yeah, that's, that's how it really gone. In other words, you've got to put in the effort. Mm -hmm. And the right effort mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is right effort in the sense of doing it rather than the wrong effort is wanting it. Okay. Hoping for it and, ex and expecting it to come some other time. Mm -hmm. All right. And part of the reason for that is the expectations of how big the pity is supposed to be. It's got to meet up to my standard. It's got to be, I, I don't want an eight or a nine. I've got to have 10 right now. Okay. And in that way, we're also very critical of things, expecting mm -hmm. too much or expecting anything at all mm -hmm. is the critical mind. Mm -hmm. We're um, cultivating the joyful mind, the nurturing mind that mm -hmm. would say everything is okay right now. This is good. Take a deep breath and enjoy it. Come back to this present moment without expecting anything other than what's going on right now is okay. Really nice. Okay. And once you start with the skill, then you can begin to build the skill. Mm hmm but you have to practice satisfaction. Okay, okay. You don't build satisfaction by wanting satisfaction. You have to actually practice being satisfied. Okay. And how we do that, how we begin to do it is by telling ourselves everything's okay now. 
Everything is fine. Be satisfied with the way things are. Take a deep breath and experience this present moment. This present moment is actually quite nice. If you don't believe me, take a look for yourself. And when you do, you'll say, every time I come back to the right now, this is really nice. Okay, good. And we begin to practice like this over and over again. Mm-hmm. And as we do, we begin to change the neurological system from the critical thinking. Everything is broken. Everything needs to be improved. Everything needs to be fixed. Everything is either black or white or up and down, or this is better than that. This house is bigger. That girl is more beautiful. All of those kind of comparisons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keep us frustrated. Yes. And wanting things, mm-hmm. wanting to improve things. And when we want things that we don't have, it gives us also a feeling of loss, like we're not whole. Like something's wrong here, and I'll be okay when I get what I want. And, th- and that feeling delusional system. Mm-hmm. When we want something, uh, winds us up in dukkha. Yes, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. it certainly does. And yes. that's why we need to wake up to these thoughts. We need to have some wisdom right then and there to see what those thoughts are and to recognize, hey, that stuff is crap. Out you go. And let's put some wholesome thoughts in the mind. Yes, okay. Well, thank you for pointing my mistakes. It's very good. <laughs> Everybody makes that mistake and they make it over and over and over again. Yes, yes, that is very good. <laughs> okay. Everybody keeps making the same mistake over and over and over again, and that mistake is is they can't tell the difference between what is dukkha and what is not dukkha. Mm-hmm. But the more you study and the more investigation you make of it, the more you'll be able to see that most of what you thought was in fact okay. Now you see the dangers of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so actually the very wholesome thoughts or the wholesome thoughts are actually quite a few. And the unwholesome realm is vast. Mm-hmm. When we understand it from that perspective, that means that the investigation is really important to really investigate this thought. How is this thought? Is this an oh poor me, I won't pity and I don't have it? Or is this as if you do die? This feels pretty nice on the way to wow. <laughs> on the way to wow. So we begin to practice this way and mm-hmm. begin to build enthusiasm for the path or the method. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. To build it up. To be to gladden the mind, to brighten the mind, uh, uh, that in fact, oftentimes we will hear people who have been, let us say, uh, practicing meditation for a long time, sometimes many hours or a few hours a day, will say that they're a serious meditation student. Mm-hmm. And when they say that, I know automatically that they're a failure at their meditation. (laughs) Because they're still serious at it. Hasn't begun yet to work. Okay? That the correct word to use would be enthusiastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Mexico's enthusiasm has joy built right into it. And it also, enthusiasm, has the, the winner's attitude kind of built into it. To where the word serious, not only is it heavy, but it has a slight connotation of the loser. Yep, I see. Yeah, you have, you have to get serious now, folks. You've been failing so far. We got to dig in. We got to get serious about this, right? Okay, so that's the loser's quality that's built into that uh, whole idea of serious. Mm -hmm. In fact, the real practice is to lighten up. Become yes. really joyful. Okay, let's. Okay. Become. Just let yourself be okay. You're already okay. Mm -hmm. a lot of, in fact, the Zen teachings is a very correct teaching when they tell their students, you're already enlightened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Already are, you're already enlightened. You know, cheer up already, you're already enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> and also lighten up because you've already got that which you seek. And so long as we're out there seeking things, that means that we're not finding things, which means we want stuff we don't have, and that's dukkha. Okay. Right? So stop seeking pity and sukha, and just accept and enjoy that which you find, and, build, and develop the skill right then and there. Okay. We'll Isn't that amazing? That's so, I mean, it's like unbelievably easy once we get the knack of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But profoundly hidden and esoteric and hard to understand. <laughs> it really we can change our minds. A lot of people think that we can't change the mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get in the stuck in the idea that we are destined or there is a, uh, a providence or a fate. Yes. And the outcome of things. And basically what that means is, is that if an individual's personality gets stuck and habit bound and continues doing the same things over and over and over again because he's inside the habit pattern, mm -hmm. this is what in Buddhism is called the samsara. Mm -hmm. It's because we're stuck in our own rat cage wheel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, we don't recognize all we have to do is just make a right turn and walk out of the cage. Exactly, exactly. And we can walk out of that cage at any moment that we remember to. Okay, and so you can, in fact, come out of the cage of your own mind mm -hmm. every time you remember to. And when you do, it's a good point to congratulate yourself for, wow, I don't have to think about that anymore. <laughs> So begin to congratulate yourself and to nurture yourself mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. fact that you can wake up. Because so far you're only waking up to the point of knowing that you want something you don't have. Mm -hmm, okay. And and that you noted that. You noted that yeah, I want that is true. Uh, I want pity and I don't have it. <laughs> Okay. I want it, I want it, I want it. I want it, I want it, I want it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what's keeping us from having it. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that we want things, that wanting is a state of suffering and we have to get ourselves out of the state of suffering into a state of satisfaction, ever how tenuous, ever how small that satisfaction moment is, that's the goal, is to get ourselves into a state of satisfaction. So whenever you can arrive there, note it well, so -hmm. that you can continue to build upon that and increase its duration and increase the ease of getting into a state of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. The Pali word for this is called sukha. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that generally, even though the the sutta itself, the Anapanasati Sutta, has pity before sukha, the reason for that is because of the language of the Pali, to where pity sukha are words that are used commonly together. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and that uh, generally uh, they mean the same thing together. It's almost like the two ends of a cow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so which part of it is the cow? The answer is they're both parts of the cow because they both have the quality of being um, safe and secure. Mm -hmm. They both have the quality of confidence. Mm -hmm. They both have the quality of satisfaction that finally, wow, isn't this okay? But then the pity that's added to it is the exuberance of the wow, mm-hmm. how is it this nice? <laughs> okay, and that comes up and down depending upon the uh, the state of um, uh, of investigation they're in. But sometimes we can investigate ourselves into a remarkably euphoric state. <laughs> okay, all right, and so the the basis of that. It's not trying to get euphoria and more euphoria and more euphoria and more euphoria. That's not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Or even I want uh, euphoria and I want euphoria and I want euphoria. That's not the right way either. Mm-hmm. But the way to do it is to get oneself into the satisfaction of isn't this nice? Mm-hmm. Isn't this, this is so nice. It, isn't this fine? Well, I can find it relax. I feel because normally when people do relax, they don't even notice it. That people have little Zabanas all the time. Okay. Have Nibanas taking a bath or a shower. We have the Banas while we're taking a crap. We have the Banas when we first sit down on the couch and you just go, oh. right? <laughs> Many people have a little Dabana when they get in the car. They sit out. Okay. Mm-hmm. That whole idea of sitting down helps people get into a state of relaxation. So we can use that as an intention, which we'll talk about later. So intentionally, when we sit down, to really take a load off. Mm-hmm. And to really feel good and relaxed and, and cool. And in that regard, a cool uh, a moment means uh, a little nibbana moment. To have a little cool. Let's not have that that wheel spinning and grinding all the time. We can yes. take it. Okay, so we actually can practice this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just practice relaxing, because you already know how to relax. Mm-hmm. And relax into the point that you really like it. Okay. And then you begin to say, hey, I can do this a lot. I can, do, I can get used to this. Mm-hmm. 
And then the old mind will start up again, and then we can say, wait a minute, I don't have to think about that. I was relaxed a minute ago. Let me come back and be relaxed now. I like relaxed better than thinking about that email I got to write or that boss I got to call or that work I've got to do or that mm-hmm. whatever. You know, we just don't, for a moment, we can just sit and relax and, and yes. get ourselves in a good state. Okay, very good. This is not wanting anything. This is actually practicing being satisfied so that we don't want anything. We don't want any pity. Just here it comes in. (laughs) As we get more relaxed and more joyful and everything is easy going and everything is nice. Okay, good. And it's also important that we understand it in two ways. Mm-hmm. Both of them have to do with right effort. Okay. Actually, take the effort to stop thinking about other things and to start intentionally thinking about really nice things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pleasant moments right now. But this is good. This is a pleasant moment. Everything is okay. Sun's not too hot, not raining too hard. The air is nice, no place to go, nothing to do, uh, and we can just relax. Mm-hmm. But we have to take the effort to do that. Okay. Absolutely important to take the effort to do that. The second part of it is the effort is to take a long, deep in-breath to add the breathing to this, to let part of your relaxation being the fact that now you're breathing in a relaxed, easygoing way, even though the uh, breathing rate slows down, the amount of oxygen overall that you're exchanging is huge. You're going to be doing a whole lot more air at a slower rate than we normally do. We normally go, uh, 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 almost like that, at about uh, 20 uh, breaths a minute. We're going to put that down to 10, down to six. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do a fuller, deeper breathing, a relaxed breath, not pulling up, topping off, working at it at all. Because I've had students come back and say, I liked your breathing for a while, but then it become too much work. No, it didn't become too much work. You're working at it. Stop. <laughs> Stop working at it. Let this be a relaxed breath. That's the right effort. Okay. It's to be worked at is to be enjoyed along with the fact that you're putting only wholesome thoughts in the mind, one wholesome thought after another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going back to this, one wholesome thought after another wholesome thought, mostly about what's happening right now. This is it. This is good. This present moment is fine. Ah. So okay. see, you can do that. I can. Give it a go. <laughs> go right now. Give it a go. Go, go for it. Go. <sighs> Very nice. <laughs> you can make it even a little longer than that. But in any case, yes, we need the air. With uh, Air is the one thing that keeps us alive. If we don't have air on a regular basis, 
the body will will give us a whole lot of dukkha messages. Okay, so we have to keep breathing. It's better than if we're going to breathe at all because we have to breathe. Mm-hmm. Let's breathe well. Okay. Let's enjoy this game rather than breathing because I have to to stay alive. Let's mm-hmm. breathe because we really like it. Okay, good. And if you begin to like the breath, if you begin to like yourself because you're always giving yourself nurturing, happy thoughts, now we're on the road to pity. And when pity comes, it will come in the in the form of confidence. What confidence? The confidence that I can do this. The confidence of I can get myself into a really nice state. Just about any time I want to. Mm-hmm. That's where the pity comes from. Is with that confidence of the winner. I can do this. Okay. Okay. Not that, not anything as an emphasis upon the I. That's just language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Confidence that this here can be done well. Okay. Because we know, practice over and over again. The more we do it, the more sure of it that we become that this is it. We can get this. <laughs> and that's where the pity comes in. But it comes in slowly based upon the confidence that you have from having been able to do this over and over and over again so many times that you know that you can do it. But your socket is sharp enough. And anytime you need you got it right here. Just take a deep breath, throw those unwholesome thoughts out of the mind, and take a deep dive into a nice mental pillow. Ah. Arrive at home. All right. So that's your first question. What's your second question? Or better still, do you have any further questions about this? Not really. I think I just have to really be with it for a bit. Um, so, um, but about other questions. So I was wondering, um, what are the differences between doing a long sit and many shorter sits? The long sets for especially beginners is is that the mind will get tired, the body will get tired, they rough their way through it, they're waiting for the clock, and the mind is full of hindrances. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when they're not breathing well, because they're not really watching it well, and they're just noting while they're nodding, (laughs) that's an interesting way of, of saying it, then they will go into what we would call deep meditation. Which is kind of a jungle in there. All right. And when they wake back up, the mind is full of hindrances again, where we're intentionally training the mind to be free from hindrances. Mm -hmm. This is what we're doing. We're training the mind to be free from these hindrances, to be free from these worrisome, unwholesome thoughts like, wow, where's my pity? That's an unwholesome thought right there. I yes. want something I don't have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm all like, wow, this is so nice. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes um, it takes a while a bit for me to really like relax into it. And this, and um, so if sometimes I do a shorter meditation and I finish it, I'm not yet fully relaxed, which is, uh, I know I, that's what I want. And sure, but if I, but if I wait like one hour, then I, I will at some point get to it. I just have to be patient. Well, there's dangers in this. And mm -hmm. the way that it's better to be practiced is, is since we're developing skills that have very little to do with sitting in a meditation hall on a cushion with the eyes closed in a squatting posture like most people think of as meditation. That's mm -hmm. not how we intend to live our lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And yet, the people who go into those positions and do that sort of thing uh, and do not clean out the mind, but in fact uh, have hindrances remain, then when they get up off the cushion and go on into the outside world, they're still going to have a lot of hindrances. Mm -hmm. Maybe a few less, and maybe slowly over time, they'll practice enough wherein we should, uh, a better way of looking at it is we need to practice this really often mm -hmm. throughout the day, okay? And here you are still dissatisfied. Oh, yeah, you talk about rest. I know how to rest, but it takes me 40 minutes. <laughs> not always, not always, not always, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So instead, enjoy the rest and relaxation that you can do in, uh, in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and then continue doing that throughout the day five, six, seven times. Begin mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to fill your day with many sittings. M-I-N-I-M-A-N-Y. Okay. Many, many sittings. Many, many sittings. Oh, no, wait a minute. It's many Many sittings. That's the way to say it. Okay. Many, many sittings. Many, this many sittings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just short dudes. You know, 15 minutes, that'll be fine. And in fact, you'll get into the skill of where you can do it in two minutes. But then you'll be doing it like for two minutes every hour or so or even more often. <laughs> And then you can get it down to every 30 minutes and it takes you only a minute to go into it. And then you're fine. Then you come back and just ready to go. Okay, okay. Okay, so there's many different ways of looking at it, but we want to get the mind often in, um, in a state of what Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa calls fit for work. Mm -hmm. And what we mean by fit for work is, is that we can apply it to wholesome thoughts and then keep them sustained so that we can apply and sustain wholesome thought one after another. And in that case with the 15 minutes, that's the way that we want our practices. For 15 minutes, can you apply and sustain and keep the mind in a wholesome state? Mm -hmm. Or if the mind wanders into the past or into the future or off someplace else, catch it quick. And then bring it, aha, I caught you. <laughs> uh -huh, I see you, Myra. Yeah, I've got that. Uh huh. And so most people, what happens when they have a stray thought is that they'll grab a hold of that stray thought and then off they march with it. 
That is true, yes. And then we start to do this with the grinding and the grinding and the grinding, and that's the samsara, as we keep thinking about the same thing over and over again, not getting any satisfaction out of it at all, and yet we keep doing it. It's like when you have something sticky in your fingers and you try to take it out, but it goes on the other finger, and then you take it out again, it goes to the other finger, and so on. Yes, exactly so, exactly so. And we need to wake up to that stuff when it's going like this. And the wake-up is, is aha, I see what I'm doing, aha, I can see this, Mara, aha, I can see you. Mm -hmm. And that's the right effort. Mm -hmm. That effort is to pull ourselves out of that state that we think when we're in there that that is who we are. We, we identify with our thoughts, I am my thoughts, I am my thinking. Mm -hmm. All right? And guess what? No, you're not. You are not what you're thinking. And not only that, but what you're thinking pre prevents you from what you would be at your potential mm -hmm. if you weren't entered by that crap. <laughs> okay, so coming out of it, that's not who I am. Those hindrances is just old stuff. Yes. So we can come right back out of that, get ourselves right back into the state of Sukho. Now I can relax again. And then another thought will come up, and then we can say, aha, I can see you too, and out you go, and then I'm back. And so now we're spending most of the mind moments in wholesome thought. <laughs> but still the unwholesome thoughts will come back, and so we still stay on guard, and a few more will come, and a few more get chased out. Pretty soon we get pretty good at this. Right? So that's the way to practice, but we have to do that full-on um, effortful thing of right view mm -hmm. by expecting, is this wholesome or not? Right sati, wake up and take that look. Use that wisdom eye to make that discernment. And number three, if it's not up to scratch, we have to take the effort to scratch it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that the effort and we can do that right along with the breath and so this is actually the same thing yeah. over and over again so yeah so actually I often noticed that the only thing you have to do is to just use right view sometimes you don't even need to put effort you just like realize oh this is matter and then it stops vanishes gone and you have them you don't have to do anything <laughs> So this really happens actually quite often. But it sneaks up. You think it has disappeared and then it comes back from your other side of your mind and then you have to keep forgetting. Yes, and so we have to make sure then, and this is the right practice is, is that and the next thought that does arise shall intentionally have been made wholesome. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise the likelihood of just another unwholesome thought, as our habits are, will come back up again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have to make sure now that our thoughts are of this current moment right here, right now not someplace else, not some other time mm -hmm. and just enjoy this moment the way things really are we can enjoy the sense fields we can enjoy the vision we can enjoy any senses that we have so long as we're in the senses mm -hmm. because when we get, even get into thinking about what's in the senses now we're no longer in the present moment now we've gone into the past mm -hmm. yes okay 
Why? Because what happens right now and then the process of figuring out what it was, and now I see what it was that I saw way back when, <laughs> that's going to be 200 milliseconds or so. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, so, and so the really way to stay in this real present moment is by not thinking about anything and mm -hmm. just watch or experience or being open to your senses. Mm -hmm. This is how we be here now. And thinking about things is how we get back into the past, into the future. So we're making a change now by doing the thinking that goes along with what's happening right here, right now. So we actually are now running a dialogue, but the dialogue that we're having is not about being in the present while thinking about the past, but we're being in the present, thinking about the present. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so we're describing to ourselves what's happening with the breath. Oh, yeah, that's an in-breath. Oh, yeah, that's an out-breath. Oh, I've got a tickle here, and oh, I've got an itch down there. And oh, don't you know, right now there's no anxiety. I know what anxiety is, and right now there's not any of it there. Isn't that nice? And so we begin to do an investigation, and we talk to ourselves about it. We actually ask questions intentionally, like, how is my investigation? Mm -hmm. How how is my sati? How mm -hmm. is my right effort? Mm -hmm. Okay. How is my attitude? These are things that are to be investigated, and also at that point, how are my wholesome thoughts? And how is my relaxation? My pity are not necessarily there in the beginning. And how's my sukha? And so mm -hmm. you can start to develop these jhana factors by literally noting them or talking your way into them using only wholesome thoughts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good, very good. I'm trying to internalize all of this. <laughs> well, this is much different technique than noting. Yes. Because noting is noting whatever is there. Mm -hmm. we, we will eventually get into noting, mm -hmm. but the things that we're going to note are only wholesome things, because once we've gotten the mind full of only wholesome things, that means that the mind is no longer going to be in unwholesome things like grasping, clinging, uh, rebirth, dukkha. Mm -hmm. So that part of the, uh, the spectrum we're not going to be paying any much attention to. What we're going to be paying attention to is what is right here, right now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the sense of the jhana factors, in the sense of the Eightfold Noble Path. Okay. And in the sense of what really is going on. And what is really going on is feelings, perception, consciousness, and other items like that that we wind up seeing on the uh, list of Paticca Samuppada. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So while we're in first jhana, while we have this rapture and this uh, sukha and this mind that's sharp and focused and staying on the wholesome, we begin then to do this investigation in a dialogue talking about these things. What is consciousness? How is it that I can see? Mm -hmm. What is it that sees? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. We can also, in that way, talk our way through and look at and investigate what is perception. How does 
this information that comes in through consciousness get uh, massaged and put together so that I form an internal representation. Mm-hmm. That internal representation, by the way, is called Salayatana, mm-hmm. and that is where we live. That's our life. That's uh, mm-hmm. what impacts us. So what we have feelings about is not what we actually see. What we have feelings about mm-hmm. is what we think we see. Yes. Okay. That's it. And so we need to start watching that process and, and recognizing that, hey, I can begin to control feelings so that I don't have to feel all the stuff that I don't like to feel, like fear, sadness, anger, mm-hmm. anxiety, stress, grief, despair, um, guilt. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's only about 10 of them, but, you know, you've heard every one of them. You've probably been quite an expert at all of them. But they come up because of our ignorance and because we are in the habit of them. Once we go on guard for only wholesome thoughts, then the opposite kind of feelings are going to be manageable in the sense that we feel not fearful, Mm -hmm. but we feel secure and safe, feel comfortable, you feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so your choice, how do you want to feel? Yes, yes. All right. Well, how you feel depends upon what you think about, and how you think then determines how you feel. Yes. Especially how we put things together in our own minds, this perceptional system. Mm-hmm. And so these things are also to be noticed once the mind is free from unwholesome thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we have, uh, if we do noting of those kinds of things and still have unwholesome thoughts in the mind, then we'll see it through a, 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 a cloudy lens, darkly uh, stirred up, depends upon whatever we're feeling because of the, uh, the hindrance. We'll then uh, muck up our understanding of the way that consciousness, perception, feelings, and that kind of stuff works. We actually need to get things cleared up, mm-hmm. get the unwholesome hindrances out of the mind so that we can actually see how things really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a little bit later in the practice of what we're actually going to be noting, but in the beginning part of the practice, we have to get the mind wholesome. Okay. Rather than starting off noting, because a lot of the systems start off all like mindfulness-based stress reduction and Zen and Vajrayana and Mahayana, they all start with the noting process first. Mm-hmm. But the right way that we're doing is we're only going to be noting things just enough to recognize that these are hindrances. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. enough, just a whiff. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a hindrance, and then we have to take the right effort to throw it out. Yes. Not sit there and analyze it. Oh, is this what dukkha is? Wow, that really is burning my hand, and I'm really going to hold it because I'm determined to understand dukkha, even though it's burning my hand off. (laughs) (laughs) And that's noting in many ways. No, the thing to do is when as soon as we recognize that stone is hot, throw it down. That's all the noting we need to do is to recognize how you go. That's all we need to do as far as noting systems. And so uh, all the effort of holding on to Dukkha while we're investigating it, that's not right 
effort. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you for this. This clarifies lots of things to me. It's very, very clarifying. Very good. I'm very happy. <laughs> All right. You got another question. Um, do I? No, not really. I think I think as usual, each time that you answer a question, you answer all of my other questions. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm really glad to see you smiling and chuckling. That means that you you've gotten something. You're satisfied. Look how you feel right now. Don't you feel good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I always feel good when I talk with you. <laughs> part of the plan. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is the way that we're going to practice, just the way that we're talking about the Dhamma and talking about these things and investigating and find out what's there, but always with the mind filled with joy, filled with wholesome thoughts, filled with nurturing thoughts. Mm -hmm. This is the first skill that we need to develop. The, really, the first skill is, is to gladden the mind to perk it up and we yes. need right effort to do that and right investigation so we need three of the path factors just to do this one skill to gladden <laughs> the mind yes good um well thank you a lot <laughs> i'm very excited now to sit down in the cushion I haven't yet sat down today, so... All right. Well, you enjoy yourself. You <laughs> go have you. a really, really Thank happy you. moment. <laughs> I, will, I will have it. I will have it. Thanks a lot. All right. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.